0: The sixth day of the month. What does the Lord require of you? To act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. Micah 6, verse 8. Again today, we consider how our response of loving for a loving God shapes our lives and propels us forward in faithful action. The most famous words from Micah at first seem to read like a list of three things. Act justly, love mercy, walk humbly with God but it is not so. Justice and mercy cannot be separated, at least as God defines them. Justice without mercy is harshly legalistic, even cruel. Mercy without justice sacrifices fairness on the altar of sentimentality. To the question, is God just or is God kind? The only proper answer is both. Furthermore, humility before God consists of imitating this justice mercy of God Humility is our response to divine love toward us, and our witness to the power God's love can release in others. Therefore, what Micah sets forth is one thing, not three. We would probably be happier with three. Then we could keep our little list and check off each item in turn, but it cannot be. Hence, we are constrained to ask, if I seek justice for myself, can I understand when others extend mercy to those who have hurt me? Can I show mercy? myself. If I am merciful to others, can I understand why those who have been hurt think I have no concern for fairness? Since God alone knows in what proportions justice and mercy must be mixed in any given instance, can I learn that walking humbly with God not only means that I seek to emulate God, it also means I cannot fully do so, since God alone is the righteous judge. How do I, with my noble aspirations, strive to emulate God and yet confront my limitations of understanding and action? How does all of this relate to Christian teaching about forgiving others in love as a loving God has forgiven us? Opening prayer. Grant to me and to all your people, O God, the gift of walking humbly with you, Give us the wisdom to know how best to temper justice with mercy, to butress mercy with justice, so that your will may be done on earth as in heaven, through Christ our judge and advocate. Amen. Psalm 82. God calls the judges into his courtroom. He puts all the judges in the dock. Enough! You've corrupted justice long enough. You've let the wicked get away with murder. You're here to defend the defenseless, to make sure that underdogs get a fair break. Your job is to stand up for the powerless and prosecute all those who exploit them. Ignorant judges, head in the sand judges, they haven't a clue to what's going on. And now everything's falling apart. The world's coming unglued. I appointed you judges, each one of you, deputies of the high God. But you've betrayed your commission, and now you're stripped of your rank, busted. O oh God, give them what they've got coming. You've got the whole world in your hands. From the book of Genesis, chapter 25, verses 19 through 34. Now these are the records of the generations of Isaac, Abraham's son. Abraham became the father of Isaac. And Isaac was forty years old when he took Rebekah, the daughter of Bethuel, the Aramean of Pararam, the sister of Laban, the Aramean, to be his wife. Isaac prayed to the Lord on behalf of his wife, because she was barren, and the Lord answered him, and Rebekah, his wife, conceived. But the children struggled together within her, and she said, If it is so, why then am I this way? So she went to inquire of the Lord. The Lord said to her, Two nations are in your womb. And two people will be separated from your body, and one people shall be stronger than the other, and the older shall serve the younger. When her days to be delivered were fulfilled, behold, there were twins in her womb. Now the first came forth, and all over like a hairy garment, and they named him Esau. Afterwards his brother came forth with his hand holding on to Esau's heel. So his name was called Jacob, and Isaac was sixty years old when she gave birth to them. When the boys grew up, Esau became a skillful hunter, a man of the field. But Jacob was a peaceful man, living in tents. Now Isaac loved Esau because he had a taste for game, but Rebekah loved Jacob. When Jacob had cooked stew, Esau came in from the field, and he was famished. And Esau said to Jacob, Please, let me have a swallow of that red stuff there, for I am famished. Therefore his name was called Edom. But Jacob said, First, sell me your birthright. Esau said, Behold, I'm about to die, so what use then is the birthright to me? And Jacob said, First swear to me. So he swore to him and sold his birthright to Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau bread and lentil stew, and he ate and drank and rose and went on his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. From the letter to the Hebrews, chapter 13, verses 1 through 16. Let love of the brethren continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for by this some have entertained angels without knowing it. Remember the prisons, as though in prison with them, and those who are ill-treated, since you yourselves also are in the body. Marriage is to be held in honor among all, and the marriage bed is to be undefiled, for fornicators and adulterers God will judge. Make sure that your character is free from the love of money, being content with what you have, for he himself has said, I'll never desert you, nor will I ever forsake you. So that we confidently say, The Lord is my helper, I will not be afraid. What will man do to me? Remember those who led you, who spoke the word of God to you, and considering the result of their conduct, imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Do not be carried away by varied and strange teachings. For it is good for the heart to be strengthened by grace, not by foods, through which those who were so occupied were not benefited. We have an altar, from which those who serve the tabernacle have no right to eat. For the bodies of those animals whose blood is brought into the holy place by the high priest as an offering for sin are burned outside the camp. Therefore, Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people through his own blood, suffered outside the gate." So let us go out to him outside the gate, bearing his reproach. For here we do not have a lasting city, but we are seeking the city which is to come. Through him, then, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of lips that gives thanks to his name. And do not neglect doing good and sharing, for with such sacrifices God is pleased. From the Gospel of John, the 7th chapter, verses 37 through 52. Now on the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture said, from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke of the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive, for the Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Some of the people, therefore, when they heard these words, were saying, This certainly is the prophet. Others were saying, This is the Christ. Still others were saying, Surely the Christ is not going to come from Galilee, is he? Has not the Scripture said that the Christ comes from the descendants of David and from Bethlehem, the village where David was? So a division occurred in the crowd because of him. Some of them wanted to seize him, but no one laid hands on him. Then officers came to the chief priests and Pharisees, and they said to them, Why did you not bring him in? The officers answered, Never has a man spoken the way this man speaks. The Pharisees then answered them, You have not also been led astray, have you? No one of the rulers or Pharisees has believed in him, has he? But this crowd, which does not know the law, is accursed. Nicodemus, he who came to him before being one of them, said to them, Our law does not judge a man unless it first hears from him and knows what he is doing, does it? They answered him, You are not also from Galilee, are you? Search and see that no prophet arises out of Galilee. This is the readings of the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Monday's Prayer. Remember, O Lord, all for whom we prayed while gathered yesterday in public worship. Teach us how best we may serve them with deeds of love and kindness. Forgive us for any whom we neglected in prayer. Help us to open our hearts to the needs of all. Grant that what you taught us to do we may both ponder and perform. We bless you for the signs of your love revealed in bread and cup by these gifts grant us not only hope until we gather at the heavenly banquet, but also graciousness that we may share with others among us, the fruits of this earth. If anyone made a profession of faith, baptism, confirmation, or reaffirmation, please lift up their name at this time. Make firm and steadfast the faith of those who yesterday made covenant promises in the midst of the congregation, that they may be worthy disciples, remind us continuously to keep the promises we have made to them as sisters and brothers in Christ Jesus. Bind into one company of hope and one community of service all that you have made and redeemed by the sacrificial life and death of Jesus, our risen Lord. Amen. A Petition for Protection by Matthew Walmer. O Lord, protect us, when in rain, when in snow, when in the vicinity of thunder and thus lightning strikes, when in distress, when in a dress from change-dropping upskirt lookers let us be devoid, when trying to impress, when stressed, when eating desserts, when fishing for compliments, when wanting to look good but not to be ogled, when climbing ladders to squat upon our roofs because the gutters are full again, When driving any length of time or distance, when goofing off, when fully functional, when drunk, when high, when snorting just one more line, when lighting up, when powering down, when showering in tubs without non-slip bath applications, when eating meat with fine bones or spinach that arrived in a plastic bag, when sleeping, when walking through the dark house toward a toilet when cycling with or without a helmet, when singing lullabies, when soliciting our spouses for sex, when leaving ladders out in the rain, when forgetting to let the dog out at night, when waking to find that the dog needed to be let out, when yelling at the dog, when yelling at a child who attempts to console dog, when looking at how money was spent last month, when not understanding where it all went, when considering selling one's house and moving into an apartment, When mixing one last cocktail, when mixing another, when swearing that this is the last month for cable television, when flipping off the kid who rolls down his window to ask if we saw the stop sign or not, when eating a late-night snack, O Lord, we ask that you protect us, of course, from all that is evil, but most of all, we ask that you protect us from ourselves. Amen. Amen. And now as you depart this time of prayer, may God bless you and may you be a blessing to someone this day.